0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. Oh, what a do. I'm out of breath. Do you want to know why I'm out of breath? I don't have any more breaths to give the Eagles.
1: I'm out.
0: I'm upset. What's there to be happy about? Um... The front office is garbage. Jonathan Gannon might actually suck. And oh, yeah. Nick Sirianni looks clueless. Jalen Hurts, I, I love the kid. He handles pressures well. He says all the right things. It looks like he puts in a lot of work, and I get it. But we should be seeing progression, and we're not seeing anything.
2: What are your no, we're thoughts seeing, on that? We're saying we're something. We're saying Regression.
1: Are we? Yeah, I'm just seeing
0: more of the same. I, I'm I'm seeing them get worse. <laughs> I don't know. I I again like it, it just goes to I don't I don't really want to talk <laughs> about the team. It hurts me
2: mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, every sort of word that you can think of. It it hurts me.
0: I, I just it's getting to the point. And I know we joke about it all the time. You know, yes. Howie Roseman brought a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. What has he done since? This team is much worse than we thought it was. (laughs) Much, much worse. I, I thought we would see younger guys progress throughout the season and grow. And we're not seeing anything. We're seeing Jack. And I know we're not. it's a long season and things could change. But this has got to be a wake-up call if there's not one. We're going to lose to the Lions next week. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, we're going to talk about this in the podcast. But when we're looking at our coaching, it's really bad. And it doesn't look like there's any adjustments ever made for anything. A lot of the points are scored in garbage time. I mean, the games look closer than they are because of garbage time points. And uh, does that make you happy as a fan, or are you already checked out in the fourth quarter for the most part? Oh yeah, I was, I was done. It's, it's on the screen, but you're like. I was long pain. gone by then. Misery, pain. Yep. Let's talk about more misery and pain. Mm. As that apparently is the theme of all of our episodes now, because <laughs> nothing is ever good.
2: That's just uh, the
0: theme. That's just the theme of this city at this point. So, let's let's start with the Ben Simmons situation.
2: It's not the city of brotherly love, it's the city of pain and misery.
0: Yeah, that should be the that actually should be the motto. Yeah. Uh, I've said this before on this podcast, but that meme with the two astronauts and the one looking at all four Philly sports logos saying, "Oh, it's all endless suffering," and the astronaut with a gun pointed at him saying it always has been. Yeah. Very accurate. It is. It is very accurate. Uh A Ben Simmons situation, though. Um, Okay, so he says he's not mentally ready to play. Mm. He talked to the team. Talked to Doc Rivers. Talked to Joel Embiid. Yep. We'll hopefully see him play. If everything, I hope everything's fine with him, because that's not something you joke around about. Mm. And I, you know, I I would hope to God that no one is that inhumane. And I, I hate to say it, But to use that as an excuse. I I would never assume that someone is, but just given the situation. You have to think it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean it's kind of,
2: you know, not it's not really right to think of it, but you can't really blame us for everything that's happened so far. Um but, you know, if he is dealing with something mentally, you know, address it. You know, get the help that you need and then
0: Come back and, and play. fix your mentals, man. That's 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 it. Once you get your mentals right, you come back in, you play well, and this city is long past whatever happened this summer. Right. That's really all it comes down to. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Um, I want to talk about the Sixers' next game. What went down there? Doc Rivers really made us both angry, and Danny Green call them air green mm. i don't know if you guys can hear the thunder but as soon as i said that it thundered <laughs> i think <laughs> we're on funny. to something oh yeah uh yeah you know the flyers There. it just adds to the effect of how we're feeling right now <laughs> moving on to the flyers uh their season's still young uh they had some good wins they've had some bad losses it's only four games in yeah but is what it is. I haven't really been paying too much attention because I'm just not in the mood to watch a lot of Philly sports right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard. It really is hard. Um, you know, I watched I watched the New Orleans game opening night, and I watched the Brooklyn game. I got mad. Uh, I didn't watch last night when they played the Thunder. Um, but yeah, cause it's hard. It's just, it's it's tough, man. Um, with everything going on. You know the the whole Ben Simmons thing. It's just it's kind of taken away from the excitement of the season. I think I said that before, but the season's you know it's happening, it's going on. Um. So, but we'll we'll talk about everything
0: in in the pod. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still really sad about the Eagles, man. I can't I can't shake it.
1: I can't shake it.
2: I mean, we knew, again, we knew this year was basically a wash. I mean, there was some hope, but.
0: I'm not even looking for wins. No. I'm looking for him to keep it somewhat close and entertaining and it's just.
2: Yeah, like actual competent football.
0: And on that note, Nick Sirianni has nothing left to say. So what do you say, Chippy? Cue the Rocky music. Let's get in the huddle and talk some birds. birds. At this point, what's Go the birds. point? Birds. Nothing. Howie <laughs> Roseman still has a job. Nick Sirianni yeah. looks bad. The play calling is awful. Jonathan Gannon is getting called out by Fletcher Cox. Mm. Devontae Smith's being underused. Jalen Rager's being underused. Miles Sanders was being underused prior to his injury. Um, am I missing something?
2: Uh, Jeffrey Lurie still owns the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, hey, we trade Joe Flacco, though. For a conditional sixth-round pick. Yeah. And now we have Minshew Mania as our QB two. Yeah, it's all about the Minshew Mania, baby. That's fun, dude. It's all about the mustache. It's all it is. It's all
2: about the molt the mustache. Minshew 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 knows where it's at. Look, but that's probably the only positive happening right now. Let's also, start things the next thing the makes things worse real quick. Uh Zach Hertz had his longest career touchdown uh this past week. Wearing a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, that's
0: a shame. So I, I mean I'm happy for you. him that he's he's on a contender now.
2: Oh I'm I'm yeah, I mean I'm happy for I'm happy for him, but it just shows that the Eagles don't know how to use talent when they when they have it
0: That's correct So Anyway, let's start, let's start with probably the most noticeable thing on offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Mm. I have seen little to no improvement at all.
1: Could be argued he's getting worse.
2: It's, yeah, it's the same problems, man. Same problems as we've seen. Same problems that he's had since college. Same reason he got benched for Tua in the national title. Speaking of Tua, he's not much better. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean it's just, it's the same problems, man. It's the accuracy. It's the it's the arm strength. It's the you know the 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 mental decisions. Um, you know, he, he I mean he, he does well to get outside the pocket and evade pressure, but. You know he fumbles the ball way too much. Um you know, just just missed throws and and you know, it's it's just not it's not a good formula. And then on top of that, to make things worse, the play calling is horrendous. So we really can't get a good gauge of how good or bad Jalen Hurts really is. Like, again, he's not performed well, but when the play calling is so Core, it's hard to tell so you know if this if this dude was playing for sean mcveigh then he might actually be a solid player but he's not he's playing for nick seriani so
0: yeah but yeah. sean mcveigh knows how to make any quarterback look good as he did with jared goff for two right. years exactly that's what i'm saying so
2: you know if if you actually have a competent play caller then you, you could make Jalen Hurts a viable option. Uh but it doesn't help when Nick Sirianni calls the place. And you know, it's just it's not a good
1: formula.
0: Now, do you think that Nick Sirianni's game plans are coming directly from the front office or do you think that this is Nick Sirianni? Um You know, the the reason I bring that up is because, you know, from what I understand, Jeffrey Lurie's kind of like, I don't care if the media rips you, just do what I say and you're good. Yeah, I mean. And if Howie Roseman's willing to go along with what Jeffrey Lurie wants, he's never going to get fired. Right. But see, like, (laughs) there's very few good owner GMs. They want to be smart. They want to make all these decisions. They
1: want to be ahead of the curve, but are they? Do you think that Howie's going to be the one that gets you to the promised land again at this point? I mean, you can't think
2: that, right? Like, there's no way. With I mean, the- Lori's
0: really loyal to Howie, especially after the Chip Kelly situation. I just don't quite get it. Like, yeah, like we said said before, yeah, he he was
2: the GM when you won a championship. That's all well and good. (laughs) But you literally have gotten worse every single year since then. And and now we're one of the worst teams in the NFL.
1: No, no question. We were last year and we are this year.
2: Are there people that
0: like Howie Roseman
2: and. Well, yeah, there is, and that's you know that's the people who are saying, oh, you know, he we we won a championship when he was GM. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but he ruined the team, the championship team.
1: He didn't keep it together. Uh,
2: I didn't think we would still be talking about this. He missed. He, he's he's missed draft pick after draft pick after draft. But yeah, like some of them are, have panned out, I guess.
0: But most of them have not. Derek Barnett, Andre Dillard, J.J. Arthiga, Whiteside, to name Sydney a few. Jones. Sidney Jones,
2: second round pick, supposed to be a first rounder, got hurt. Now he's on the Seahawks, and still blows.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm well, well, we fanning George. of drafts, and it's like how do you how do you not see something here and you know, looking back into the draft night where one of the front office employees is like, What are you doing, man, and how he gets all PO'd. it's like year after year after year after year after year, you take the wrong player, of course, the rest of the office is mad i I can't take it this the team. I was in a group chat with a bunch of my friends from college uh, talking about the birds, and it was like, are the Eagles the most pathetic team in the league? Now, immediately in my mind pops up the Jets or the Texans. Yeah. Right behind them.
1: Probably the Eagles. Yeah, probably.
0: It might might be Dolphins-Eagles, but that's it.
2: There was... I think I told you this tweet, and i I think it was Reuben Frank who tweeted who works uh i think he works at n b c sports philadelphia um he tweeted in the in the Eagles first 1400 like four hundred some games the Eagles have allowed eight quarterbacks to throw over eighty percent in their first fourteen hundred plus games in the eagles last uh what was it eight games mm mm-hmm. They've allowed four quarterbacks to throw for over eighty percent.
0: It was rude. I know what you're talking about, and it's just a shame. Derek Derek Carr threw ninety-one percent
2: on Sunday.
1: He had three incompletions. Derek Carr, mind you.
2: Derek Carr is okay. He's a he's an okay like he's a at best he's a good quarterback hey he he
0: he's not bad like
2: he's he'll not bad
0: he, hey if but he's miss.
2: not he's not bad but he's not great and you let him throw 91% and one of them was an interception that was deflected and should
1: have been caught by the way
2: so okay i mean it, it, was, it was just, they, they literally did, they ran the same plays because the Eagles were running the exact same offense and they couldn't stop. No adjustments, no changes,
0: nothing. I'm pretty sure Derek Carr was caught by the mic saying, uh, they're not changing anything, so let's keep running with it. Yeah. Not along those lines.
2: It, it's simple. It really is. Why, why would you do something else if this is working and they're not going to change?
0: And this is the part that's frustrating. And like, the, you know, people are probably listening to being like, oh, man, these guys are really somber. It's like, of course we are. This is not even fun football to watch. It's, it's boring. It, there's nothing exciting. And it seems like whenever anything exciting happens, uh, Jalen Hurts will try to take the ball up the middle and fumble it immediately.
2: Well, anytime exciting happens, they get called back on penalty, too. That, too.
1: So I don't know. The receivers aren't being used as much as I thought they'd be. No.
0: You have a top 10 wide receiver, top 10 drive pick wide receiver, yep. and I feel like I seldomly hear his name called. Yep. Uh, Jalen um, Reger, your first pick from a year before. He had that touchdown this week, but did you really hear him anytime before or after that? Yep. <sighs>
2: I mean, you, you have Devontae Smith, like who, like you said, is a top ten pick. Jalen Rigg was your person last year. You have Dallas Goddard, who could be a top five tight end in the NFL, barely used.
1: I mean, you have you could you could have a top five running back in the
2: NFL, and Miles Sanders don't use him. It's just uh, it's just Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Hey, Jalen Hurts, go make a play. Jalen Hurts, go make a play. Everything's on you. And it's his 11th start in the NFL.
0: Smart. Real smart. It's a throw him to the fire approach, but you can't do that in the NFL.
2: He's a 23-year-old kid who hasn't even played a full season. And you're literally throwing him into a burning building and saying, you deal with it.
1: No hose or oxygen either. No, just, just him. Now you
0: go you go fix it. Well that's the thing too, and if you haven't noticed this over the past few seasons, Howie in the front office is extremely good at finding scapegoats. Oh yeah. You know, the reason Doug Peterson got let go is because they had philosophical differences, I believe, in the direction of the team. I don't even remember. I feel is like this the-, the direction that they wanted to go?
2: Uh, even further down I guess so
0: I mean you know too I think what they're doing is I've read several reports from several different people saying that they don't view Jalen Hurts as the future and they're just throwing him out there to see if anything turns around I mean tell me the college quarterback market in the draft this year isn't all that great
2: at the moment, no, it's not looking good. I mean, you have, you know, you have... I don't even know. I mean, you know, there was, there was high hopes for, for Spencer Rattler. He hasn't played well in Oklahoma. Uh, he got benched. Caleb Daniels. Bet, yeah, he got benched, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Malik Willis, you know, he plays at Liberty, uh, but there's high hopes for him. He hasn't played particularly well. Um I don't know. I mean, you know, honestly, probably right now, probably the best one might be Matt Corral at Ole Miss. But even him, I, I just, you know, it's not, it's, it's not even close to the quarterback class last year, and it's not even the, it's not even the quarterback from 2020 either. I mean, you know, and I know every year you're not going to have a stacked quarterback class, but uh, it, it's not, it's
0: not a good one right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the only quarterback that I know uh i write a big story about it was kenny pickett out of pit yeah and they beat clemson that's really it yeah he's playing well i think too but again it's it's
2: unless they unless some of these guys can you know have like a joe burrow or, or uh zach wilson type of like emergence which they just came out of nowhere basically um i, I just don't see you know there's not going to be many quarterbacks taken in the first round unless someone reaches. So, But that's at this point. I mean, a lot of things can change. I mean, we're only in October, so we'll see. But right now, it's not looking good.
0: Wow. So let's talk about the defense. Oh, boy. Take it off, buddy. I don't want to. Do I have
1: to? Yeah. I don't want to. Go ahead. No, dude, you
0: gotta, you, you gotta right. tear into him. Go
2: ahead. Um, defense. I mean, listen. Like I said, the defense run this, runs the same play every every play. I, I mean, we get we get zero pressure. Uh, I mean, the linebackers are horrific. I mean, what what do you do? What What do you do when you run the legit same play every single play? What do you do? I mean, the offense knows what you're running.
0: You know, the scary part is when when you look at, like, think about the game against Dallas when you have competent linebackers, you would think that Howie would be like, oh, maybe I should value these guys more. But, no, we have Alex Singleton starting.
1: Right. So. Uh, I don't
2: know. <sighs> Steven Nelson has been... Oh, he's burnt toast. He's like Jalen Mills 2.0. He's been he's been bad. I mean, slay has been good, but like I don't know. I mean, a Maddox, a Ma- Monte Maddox, I guess has been okay. I don't know. I mean, Anthony Harris had some good when he's on the field. He, he didn't even play. Marcus Apps is the bane of my existence, and our linebackers are terrible. I mean, Eric, you know, Eric Wilson, sure, he's a good number, two, But Alex Singleton cannot be your number one linebacker. I'm sorry. He just cannot be. He, he's he's horrible. He's awful in coverage. And the only reason he has 20 tackles a game is because he gives up he gives up 20 catches a game. I mean, Fletcher
1: Cox called out the defensive coordinator. He basically said this
0: isn't even fun. He said that he's used to playing aggressive football, and when you're told you can't be aggressive, he's
2: there's right. no fun in it. Yeah. So, so Gannon basically is telling our best player to not do what he's best at.
0: I don't think Fletcher Cox is gassed. I just think that they're no. I don't do either. something that <laughs> – I,
2: I think the defensive coordinator is telling him, hey, let's stop what you've been doing so let, – let's stop what made you uh, – a perennial all uh, all pro and pro bowler. Let's stop. Let's stop that. What are you supposed to say, is Fletcher Cox?
1: No.
0: I mean, as <laughs> your coach. At this point, like, if, if your ca- one of your captains is saying this guy's a moron, pretty much, <laughs> how do you respect him?
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Sirianni called him out a few weeks ago. And they won. So they're like, oh, the guy must be good again. And then he, no,
1: he's terrible. I mean, you can can get away with that playing bad teams like, you know,
2: like the Falcons and the Panthers. But I mean, against, you know, against good teams, they're going to eat you alive.
0: I mean, I was reading something from Tim McManus. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. But when Jonathan Gannon just consistently runs the two-deep safety, it pretty much stresses the linebackers who both suck.
2: Stop, right. And they they just they throw it in the middle of the field, and there's nothing
0: you can do. And, like, see, I, I don't know every single lineup. I don't know every call. So when I read something like that, I'm like, huh, that makes a lot of sense as to why we let up 15 yards per run. And all these short dink and dunk passes. Right. I mean, you know, having
2: two deep safeties just means that he's trying to take away the deep pass. And that's fine. But when you're, giving, when you're letting the middle of the field be wide open and your cornerbacks are playing 20 yards off of the receiver, they're going to be open. It doesn't make sense. Like, I understand you want to take away the deep ball, but you're letting them just drive down the field without, without any resistance.
1: And then once they get to the red
2: zone, it's just they walk in.
0: I feel like we we don't have many big stops. It feels like the teams are coming in and just walking all over us. Yeah. You know, and when we look at the Lions next week, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are
1: good. We're going to lose. We're going to lose that game. TJ Hawkinson, also good. I mean, Jared Goff? Eh? No, he's not. He's not. But, I mean,
2: Jared Goff's not good, but, you know. I mean, Derek Carr threw for 91%. So I'm pretty sure Jared Goff can
1: have a solid game. Oh, man. That bothers me so much. That
2: really bothers me. So, but hey, we knew this was going to be a long season. Um, you know they gave us hope week one, and they ripped it away and never looked back.
0: I would be surprised if they win four games this season. Yeah, this is their worst start since 1999. Mm,
2: great year. I was one.
0: <laughs> I was, I was, I was four,
2: but maybe. Yeah, good times.
0: All right. You ready to uh, break the huddle and move into other sad and depressing things? No, I don't want to. All right, well, we have to. Um, all right, let's talk Sixers. Let's talk uh, Ben Simmons first. First of all, this whole situation is mentally draining itself. Yeah, I mean,
2: I said I said it in the intro. I mean, it's it's completely taken my excitement away from the actual Sixers.
0: You know, me too. I, I don't really feel anything right now. And usually I'm like, let's go play the song and things like that. Listening to Gargano at like 10 screaming and then telling uh, Andrew Salchunas to play the song. It's awesome. That's what I love about the Sixers. But every time I turn on the radio at this point, it's just sad. Yep. And I can't get excited about it. Uh, So with the Ben Simmons situation in particular. I hope to God that he gets his mentals together, and I hope that he plays because the Sixers are much better with him. You know, okay. So here's what
2: I'll say, right? Ben, I'm talking to you, buddy, here. all right. I know you're not listening, but I'm just going to pretend you are. Listen, man. If you are going for something mentally, I get it, all right? And you, you and I both know I'm talking to you, Ryan. Uh-huh. We, you know, we've both had, we've both gone through some mental stuff in our lives prior, you know, and it sucks. It does. It's debilitating. It can, it can literally, you know, just make you not want to do anything, just lay in bed all day. It's, it's very hard when, when it's bad. But you can get through it
0: with and a good support system.
2: Yes, you, you need a good right. It's exactly right. You need a good support system. You need people behind you. You know. And you need that. You need to get that help. So, if he is struggling with something, whether that be depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, mentally, get it fixed. Get the help you need. Take as long as you need. And then, when you're ready, come back and play. That's all we. Have, that's all we want. Absolutely. And you know, again, I know it's messed up to say, but you better not be faking this, man.
0: Well, I think the reason that we both have said that in this episode so far is just the fact that people who are currently going through something right now don't deserve to have that thrown in their face. You know, what what message does that show if that is the reason, you know? And I'm, like I said before, I'm I'm never going to assume that. But with everything that's gone down, it's a shame that it has to be brought up. Reporters have brought it up
2: right and and if you are you know if this is all is just a ploy then that's very that's, that's that's messed up because there is literally billions of people who go through mental disabilities and, and mental just mental stuff every single day and it's it's hard so and, and you know literally the in in the collective bargaining agreement in the NBA you like literally you're not allowed to, to like stop paying players if they have a mental you know something mental going on so it's a real thing it's it's so you know this better not be just a ploy
0: it better not be his plea of insanity right so, and i really i don't i'm not going to think that but if it starts to get to that point i would be less disappointed in the whole outcome but i would be more disgusted than yeah. i ever have been at a player
2: agreed so you know get it together dare yeah. thing you know he he like like we said he spoke to the team um you know, he said it himself that everyone needs to take responsibility. You know, even him. So that's a good step. That, that it's a good step if he can if he can own up to what he's done and and you know get through this and and come back. Then I think Philadelphia will welcome back with open arms. Uh, but he has to do those things first, and he has to come back and play play better. Uh, own up to what he did and own, own up to the mistakes that he's made, and and then we'll see.
0: You know, and and I think you and I, we we had an extensive conversation um, off recording, obviously, about people in Ben's corner and how influential they are to him. I, I really think that the people in Ben's corner might not have his best interests. And, you know, he might not like the fact that I'm saying that, but we're not the only ones here saying like, Man, you are just handling this really poorly. And his rebuttal would probably be, well, the organization didn't either. You know, that's fair, but you have a four-year con- – there's four years left on your deal. This isn't like a last year I want out situation. It, it To me, as a Philadelphia fan, I want to see someone try hard. I want to see them improve. I want to see them grind. I want to see some grit. But I don't – See that. And that's what I need. So, here, yeah.
2: Here's my deal with that. I mean, listen, Ben, you know, you're a 25 year old man at this point, you know, you've been in the NBA for, I mean, you played for five years now. This is your fifth year, I believe, uh, you know, six years total cause you, you missed the first season obviously, but you know, you, you know, you know what the NBA is, you know, you know what ex- is expected of you. So, you know, the people around him just have to stop telling him what to do and start suggesting what to do. And it's up to Ben to make those decisions himself. You can't, you can't, you can ask people's opinion. Like, of course, I would ask, like, you know, my parents and my, and my siblings and my friends, you know, what should I do? But ultimately, it's your decision. And, you know, if you're asking your agent what you should do,
0: that's not good. You ask your agent, what would you do in this situation? And you take that information and you take the information from others, and maybe you make a decision based off of that. Exactly.
2: You don't just uh, listen to whatever they say. And, you know, go, I mean, listen, the dude, this, and this can't be argued, the dude's been coddled his whole life. I mean, the dude, you know, he was born in Australia, his dad was an Australian professional player. The moment he touched the basketball, he knew he was going to be good. And then he, you know, he came he came to the States, went to high school, was the best player on that team, went to LSU, was the best player, was the number one overall pick, you know. And he's just been – the people around him just coddled him to the top, basically. And that's, that's really the difference between someone like Embiid. Like Joel Embiid – didn't play basketball until he was 14, if not later. And he literally went to an NBA camp and was like, hey, I'll try this. And the players were like, oh, yeah, you could be good. And then he literally went on YouTube and learned how to shoot. And now he's one he's one of the best, if not the best centers in the NBA.
0: Yeah, see, Joel Embiid has one of the most unique stories ever. He had to work. He had to work hard for everything. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying Ben doesn't work hard, but I think that Ben had more of the natural talent growing up. He's around the game and grew up playing it and was always. Everyone
2: expected Ben to be the best. Right. Nobody expected Joel Embiid
0: to be the best. Well, you know, too, I I think. a good comparison is when when you go to high school, you know you you know the jock crowd, and you know the best player on the team is probably the quarterback, and always has been the best. Best in grade school, best all four years of high school. Go to college, starting on a team, and you suck. The rest of the talent caught up to you, and you don't yeah. know what to do. So you freak out. You don't know how to handle the pressure, and that could be the mental situation.
2: Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Ben, like Ben's a three-time all-star. It's just, he
0: had a bad series. So again, I don't want to say he sucks. That's not what I meant by this. He doesn't suck. What I mean is like, he might not be as good as he thought he was without the improvements that we have been calling for, for years.
2: Right. Yeah. And like I said, Ben's a three-time all-star, but he's not like a top like 10 player in the NBA. Right. He could be easily. Very, very easily. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's ultimately up to him. I mean, uh, you know, and I understand, I mean, I, you know, me personally, I probably would, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. It is. And I, you know, and I can't take anything away from that. I like, I've never, I've personally, I've never been in a situation obviously like that. So, you know, it's, it is a lot of pressure. But that's you know it's just how do you, how are you gonna react to it and that could be why that could be a part of you know his whole mental situation and again I hope he, I hope he gets
0: help for it so we'll see what happens and let's move on from Ben's situation to the Sixer season so far what do you like? And what do you not like? And let's save Doc Rivers for after.
2: So game one uh, in New Orleans, um, you know, handled handled New Orleans pretty, pretty well. Um, and then, you know, we played Brooklyn. And then uh, we'll get to that in a second. And then we played Oklahoma City last night, beat them handily. Uh, so, uh, so far, Seth Curry's been phenomenal no doubt our best player so far in in these first three games. Uh Joel Embiid's played okay, I guess for his standards. Um you know, he's battling a knee thing right now. So, I don't know if that's, you know, kind of taken away from what he's been doing. Um You know, again, Tobias Harris is is just been okay again for his, you know, for his caliber. Um Cork Moss had a really good first game. Or was it uh yeah, for uh I think it was against New Orleans. He had a really good game. Um, but you know, he's been he's been solid off the bench. Uh I think Andre Drummond has been a is a great pickup, uh great backup for Embiid. And now he didn't play against Oklahoma City, but we ended up winning, so we were fine. Um, you know, Matisse Steible, I mean he's still not good offensively, but what are you gonna do? He's a role uh, player. Tyrese Maxey's been pretty solid. He had a really nice game against New Orleans. Had a 20-point 20, 20 night. Seven assists. Um, you know, is I thought his three-point shooting would be a little bit better, but it's still not, still not up to par yet.
0: Uh, but hopefully that can, can continue to develop that. Um, Towards the end of the season, last season, he started to develop that three-point shot a lot. So I'm hoping the more reps he gets, the better it'll get.
2: Yeah. So and he's starting right now, so he's getting a lot of minutes. Um, so that's good. That's good for him. Hopefully he can continue. Uh, yeah, but he's still he's still obviously you know great when he when he's driving to the lane and, and you know he's I mean he's 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 an underrated defender in my opinion. I think he does pretty solid out there. So hopefully he can continue to develop. Um, Danny Green, other than that fourth quarter against the Nets, has been pretty solid. I guess um, he's very very streaky. Um, you know he'll he'll hit three in a row and then he'll miss the next five. So
0: air green, air
2: green, air green. Um, so yeah, so far so decent, I guess. Um, and we we you know we beat two teams that we should be beating in, in New Orleans and in Oklahoma City. Um, and we could have beat Brooklyn very easily, uh, unless we didn't collapse like we usually do. So
0: let's talk about it. Yeah. Five minutes left in the game. This one hurt me,
2: man. This one really, I was really, really upset after this game.
0: The Um, Sixers scored one point.
2: (laughs) One point in the last five and a half minutes. We were up by, I don't know what it was, like 14 or 12. or I think it was 14 in the fourth quarter. Um, and the Nets took their first lead with under a minute left. We, we left the entire game. Uh, and then we, uh, we blew it at the end. Blew it. So yeah, Danny Green airballed three threes in a row.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that happened. And, and then Danny Green takes a charge and we're like, okay, great. But Takes a charge? A block. What's that? He, he he didn't take a charge. He Well, they called it a block. Okay. Mm. And if you're, if you were watching the, uh, the national television televised game, uh, you would, you would have heard that the announcer was like, yes, that's clearly a charge. And Doc Rivers didn't challenge it. There was under a minute left in the game. There was like 50 seconds left, I believe, or it was right around one minute. And he didn't, he didn't challenge it. And it was probably the most clear charge you could have ever taken, and they called it a block, and he didn't challenge. And then, so Brooklyn gets the ball, and they score, and they take the lead. And then they, they never looked back after that.
0: So, in response to Doc Rivers not challenging – He said to the media that he has a guy behind the bench that looks at it and gives a thumbs up or thumbs down, and he gave him a thumbs down. What's your opinion on that? That is asinine. Okay. What is wrong
2: with you? (laughs) I didn't say it. Uh, Yeah, I'm talking to Doc here. No. Again, he's not listening to this, but we're just pretending at this point. What is the matter with you, Doc? You're there. You're watching the game. Been around the game for a long time. A a long time.
1: You're literally on the floor. And you you see the replay. And you still don't challenge it? That's the point of the challenge. That's why the NBA changed the rule to give you a challenge for this moment right here. <laughs> and people are like, oh, you know, he wanted to save it for what? There was a minute left in the fourth quarter, and the and the game was, I think we were, I think we were tied at that point. The game was tied, and you don't challenge it. Brooklyn gets the ball and they score and they win.
0: What 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 are you looking at?
1: What what game are
0: you watching? That call was listed right in the two minute report too as a wrong call. What game are you watching, Doc?
2: I would love to know.
0: He's probably testing. Because there
2: is no
1: legitimate reason why you don't challenge that. Like there is nothing he could have said. That would have made me like, okay, that makes sense. No, nothing. And you lose the game. I was drunk on Tennessee
0: Honey at the time, and I would have challenged it.
2: Okay. Well, that's
0: He was too. He's not lying. I was. This
2: I is mean, a good week. Listen. As this this you know, as much as I've been crapping on Doc, this is not just Doc's fault. Like, Doc was a big part of it. But I mean, come on, man! Not scoring one point with in the last five and a half minutes? Are you kidding me?
0: It, the, at uh, this against point, against it's just Brooklyn becoming stereotypical Mets. of the Sixers to do that. They mean, that, these That's their memo. Score droughts. Uh, it's. I mean, nothing was going.
2: Nothing. Uh, I, I just remember they didn't airball three straight threes. Tobias Harris missed a few. Joel Embiid couldn't hit a shot. I mean, nobody could hit anything for five and a half minutes. Do
1: You know how long that is in an NBA game. Yeah. That that's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, that 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 the Sixers had that game. They led the entire game. Zoo rang the bell. Uh, you're right.
2: I miss him, man. I really do. I know. But that's a conversation for another day. I
0: know. I, I don't. I don't hate Kate Scott. No, she's actually pretty miss, solid. She's. Pretty I solid. miss Zoo though, cause Zoo, do. dude. Do you, you know. You know, it's it's gonna be hard to replace Zoo, but Kate Scott is actually pretty solid.
2: But anyway, I mean, that's brutal. Of all the players we have, we couldn't score one basket in five and a half minutes. We had one
1: free throw. One.
2: I mean, yep, Doc, you know, that's another Doc one. Loves, Doc loves the choke, man. I mean, we did it against Atlanta. I mean, that's what lost us the series. Last I was year. about
0: to say that that last five minutes reminded me so much of the Atlanta series where we yep. were up by so much for three games you, and just let it all up. You you can't go just
2: m- multiple minutes without scoring against good teams. They they're going to make you
1: pay. Mm. And, and Brooklyn was just going down the court and scoring every every time.
2: Uh, you, you can't continue to let that happen. Something has to change.
0: And see, th- this same thing happened with Ben Simmons on the floor. Yeah. You can't blame Ben for that one, guys.
2: I mean, that that's on – I mean, it's got to be
1: – I don't know. I mean, is that, is that just what Doc does? He likes to choke?
0: That might be the reason that the Clippers let him go.
1: Probably. And it'll probably be the reason we
0: let him go. Ah, uh, he? He's not in the hot seat. No, shot, he's on the hot seat.
2: Not right now. But if, if get, the same thing happens we, again this year, if we yes. get eliminated, if we get, if we get eliminated in the second round again this year, then yeah. Because even without Ben Simmons, we're still a good basketball team. Yeah, but yeah, we're, still, we're not. We as as still make the, like. We're still going to make the playoffs most likely. Probably like what, a four or five. Yeah. So, but I mean, who knows? Ben could come back. Who knows? But
0: he comes back, we go right back into contention.
2: Yeah. And actually plays well. Yeah, yeah, that that. Mm-hmm. But can can't continue to happen. I mean, we've we've seen it how many times now? We've seen it, we've seen us blow multiple, you know, point leads how many times? It just can't continue, man. It, you can't let that happen against the good teams.
0: I've seen it more times
2: than I would like. Yeah. It's bad.
1: That's why we lost against Atlanta. Two straight games we had huge leads and we blew. And then it happens again. Uh oh. huh. i mean, I, I don't I don't understand. How could professional players
2: be that bad for that long of a a stretch? Like, I understand, like, yeah, maybe one or two minutes of not scoring. But five and a half minutes? Are you joking me? That's almost half of a quarter. Mm Mhm. That's brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. So brutal. I was so mad. I was so mad. And Ryan knows because I texted him right after this and I literally flipped. I was so freaking angry after that game.
0: He was. I, I can I can I verify. We, sh- we
2: should be 3-0. And we should have com- we we should have led from start to end against Brooklyn. But no, we let we let them win. We were like, oh, we're gonna no, you're gonna win. Here you go.
1: Here's a W for you. We handed them the win. Yes, we did.
0: Uh, see, but like you know, and the reason I'm reacting like this is because I'm just numb to it at this point. There's nothing that you can say that's actually going to surprise me.
2: I was so angry. I was so freaking angry, man. He, yeah, you I were. Wanted to punch a wall. I wanted to put my head through a window. That sounds painful. I wanted to put my hand in a blender.
1: Hmm. Continue.
0: (laughs) I wanted
2: to lay on train
0: tracks. Okay. And on that note, speaking (laughs) of tracks, we've reached our destination for the week. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, Go to PHLSportsNation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. On there, you can find us on Anchor. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. And if we're not on one of your platforms that you enjoy, shoot us an email at PHLBandwagon at gmail.com and let us know. You can also shoot us an email there. Uh, We take mailbox questions. you know, we'd love to talk about the appropriate questions that come into our mailbox. Uh, every, every other one is just ignored, unfortunately, but it's seen by me, which is unpleasant sometimes. Uh, you can follow the bandwagon at the PHL bandwagon on Twitter, also on Facebook at the PHL bandwagon. We share our polls. We really do enjoy interacting with you guys. We say a lot of stupid things, so call us out for it. Uh, but, you know, the good thing about being fans is every fan has a stupid opinion. So share yours with us. Uh, you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. And I think we've reached our destination for the day. See you at the next stop.
1: Go Birds. Question mark. Andrew Knapp's still on the team, Chip.
2: I hate you. I know. I think Marcus Epps is the new Andrew Nap, by the way. Oh, okay. I'll bring him up next time. I hate you, Marcus Epps.